Welcome back to Becky UL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And we are continuing our conversation to Mike Sandu of the Athletics Quarterback Tiers. We are currently in tier number three. And let's pick it up where we left off and go to Denver Broncos gunslinger Russell Wilson. With all of the uncertainty, with a new head coach and a second year in the Mile High City, et cetera, et cetera, there is so much uncertainty to all of this that I'm just not comfortable making a bet one way or the other. I mean, with Sean Payton, it's entirely possible that he figures out Russ. It's also possible that this thing just blows up and Russ is washed. And it's also possible this could be a <laughs> mediocre outcome. So I don't have a play anywhere with this one because I think there's just way too much variance. Uh, anybody disagree or feel strongly one way or the other? Uh, I'm going over. Uh, I trust Sean Payton way too much. I think they're at least going to go nine and eight, even though it ends up being a challenging schedule. Bottom line for this team, you know, of all the teams, I think this is the biggest head coach slash play caller upgrade that we've seen in the off season. And I, I'm still believing in Payton. Now we'll see what he's going to have with less talent. Um, but it's clear what he's going to do offensively by by the actions and they reworked that offensive line two new starters McGlinchey and Powers are in and they're gonna be more run heavy I think they're gonna be in games and it's not just gonna simply be well Russ is going to save us a very different approach and I think it is going to be glaring the difference that we saw from Hackett uh, up to up to Sean Payton so I think it's gonna end up being a winning season so I'm going over eight and a half So, yeah, I am looking at Russell Wilson's total passing yards, 3,750. He's only gone over that five times in his, what, 12, 12 years in the NFL? And aren't, the, aren't they going to be running the ball more? I think if you, between that, you bank on maybe, you know, Russ could get injured, miss a little time. I think he can go under his passing yard total. So that would be the play for me here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's possible. Like, I, I can't disparage yeah. either of these, but I, I just don't know. It, it's it, This could go a variety yeah. of ways. So A lot of question marks I, I'm I, with you, Ed. Right. I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a play here. Uh, but let's move on to someone who I do feel strongly about, and that's uh, Tua Tagovailoa for the Dolphins. So I get we're going to be hearing this between now and mid-September ad nauseum. That if Tua stays healthy, then watch out for the Dolphins. And I've probably been accused of saying this more than once because in terms of wide receiver rooms, few may be better than what the Dolphins possess. But the question, though, is at offensive line for me. Teron Armstead needs to be healthy. That is a question mark. Uh, They do have new additions in Isaiah Wynn, Dan Feeney. They do need to play some of their best ball. It's one of those things where, you know, when Tua gets hurt, it's not always his fault or, you know, him holding on to the ball too long. It's possible that this offensive line could just break down because you're only as strong as your weakest link. So, yes, a lot of things do have to go right for this Dolphins offense to be effective, but it is possible that it does. And certainly the ceiling is really, really high, about as high as, you know, any in the AFC East. So at plus 290 to win the division, 
I think there's value there knowing full well that they do need some injury luck along the way, Joe. Uh-huh. I have plus 300 to win the division. Look, it's tough with props because everything is tied to Tua. Everything. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'll just embrace the high variance that you get with this. Because if you do get the full season out of him, great things can happen. And if you don't, okay. But at least we're going to get a, a juicy payout if he is out there for the entire year. I can't do two of props because of the games missed in the past. And that is obviously a concern. I trust Vic Fangio so much, even after losing Ramsey, that this awful pass defense can get to the middle. If they are in the middle, as far as pass defense, because it was a joke last season. If they're somewhere close to the middle, and I trust Fangio to be able to do that, uh, this team can absolutely win arguably the best division in football. And if we're fading the Bills in some way, we have questions about the Jets and how it's at least going to start, the Dolphins are sitting there for you. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one to figure out with Tua's situation. I have to go under, I mean, three three thousand eight hundred and fifty and a half. I just have a hard time believing. Like, if you told me he played in every game and was healthy this season, I think I would be shocked. So I'm not going to overthink it, and mm-hmm. I'm going to go under onto his passing yard total. That's probably also a good play, Aaron, even if he does play every game. Maybe he is completely healthy. I get that the Dolphins are not too confident in the rushing attack, but is it possible that maybe Tua takes off a little bit or they keep the offense a little bit more conservative than perhaps we would like because they do like to use the middle of the field, the intermediate middle, a good bit. It's possible that he could still go under that number and play most every snap. So there is a path to that as well, I think. Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, he had – Less than 2,000 in 2020, less than 2,700 2021, and 3,548 last season. So asking him to do 3,850 and a half when he hasn't even come close to that, uh, well, I guess you could say last year. When healthy, we all know he could lead the Mm -hmm. league in passing yards, but that is when healthy, and I (laughs) unfortunately have a hard time believing that he will be. If he is healthy, then I think the last thing you want to do is bet the over on the passing yard prop. There are other things that you can bet on that are way more profitable, uh, like the division. You could probably even hedge, you know, if you did take the under on his passing yards and, oh, oh, I was wrong. You could probably find some value somewhere else to hedge out of that. Right. You you probably could. And – it may not even be a hedge. Like maybe he goes under the passing yard prop and they win the division. Like there's a path for that. So it's, yeah. it's quasi hedging, non hedging, uh, you know, for that to work out when you're completely buying into what the Dolphins are. And by the way, Mike McDaniel, heck of a coach. Like would we yes, be surprised by the end of this season, if we consider him a, a, a top five play designer, play caller, I, that's possible. No. It could very well happen given the pedigree, what he did last year, personnel should help enhance his possibilities as well. So there, there are a lot of reasons to be optimistic at the same time you go under the passing yard prop. I, I, I wouldn't begrudge that. I think that makes a lot of sense. And, uh, and if Joe, they win the division, we, he's going to be up yeah, for yeah. coach of the year. 
Sorry, if they win the division, right. he's going to be up for coach of the year, 100% in that 20 to 1 range. Yes. There you go. That's great. Let's move on now to Daniel Jones. Uh, someone, okay. Joe and I, are fading. I think all of us are fading uh, Daniel Jones, if I'm not mistaken here. He was a tier four gunslinger last year, and it seems like the only difference between going from tier four last year to tier three this year was a coaching change. I don't know how much of this was just intrinsic to Daniel Jones and said he was just placed in a better situation. So the question is, is that sustainable? Well, I have my doubts because Jones ranked last among qualifying quarterbacks in air yards per attempt at 6.3. And I get he and I get the Giants added Darren Waller and they added speed at the targets and that should help. But this offense is predicated on yards after catch. And I just don't know if that's sustainable. There are very few offenses that you can point to in the NFL to say, yes, this is a yak based offense and it works for them does for the 49ers, but I don't know if it works for a lot of other teams. I think it's likelier it doesn't work than it does. So there is that element. And while I understand Daniel Jones is quite the mobile gunslinger, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would put him in that same conversation as like a Josh Allen or a Lamar Jackson. I think those guys might be a little bit more efficient as far as their mobility is concerned. So is there a bet to be played here? I think the Giants finished last in the division, Joe. Unbelievable. We're talking too much. I got th- I got that at plus we are 200. Too- That's the problem. We are talking too yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. I I have the Gi- I wrote down Giants plus 200 for last place in the division. Totally with you. Yeah. This this team did have the best ATS record in the NFL last year at 14 and 5, and of their 9 wins in the regular season, the first 8 all by one score. And so we always talk about the thinnest of margins in the NFL. How many of those coin flip situations could have gone the other way? And did, did they upgrade the roster enough? Well, they're changing up the defense a whole bunch. They're going to have four new starters there. Uh, Darren Waller, they need him to be big. Bottom line, yes, I trust the head coach play caller. I just don't trust the quarterback enough. And I like everybody else in the division. I think the Cowboys are going to win it. Eagles are still going to be good. And then there's the commanders. So, so we're down to the Giants and the commanders. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Giants last place, two to one. I like that. I love that. I'm going to have to tell you guys. I'm also expecting less out of Daniel Jones. The Giants could be playing from behind, and he might be forced to air things out. But with Saquon there, Darren Waller, I just don't see him racking up a ton of yards. His passing yards total is almost the same as what he had last year. He had 3,205 passing yards last season, and his total is 3,300 and a half. I will go under for Daniel Jones on that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think, it's, I think it's a good play to make. Okay, uh, now we've got Geno Smith here uh, for the Seahawks. And I'm really torn with him because, yeah, you know, I, I mentioned that Seattle to win the division makes a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there are some indicators to suggest that what Geno did last year was a tad on the fluky side. Notably, when you go to next-gen stats and look at how well he completed passes with less than a 25% completion probability, this is one of those factors that isn't that predictive from one year to the next. So one of the things I did was I looked at top 10 quarterbacks in those tough completions, and then I looked at 2022. And 
of those who started uh, games in 2021 and 2022, there's not a whole lot of overlap uh, other than like Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, you know, even Mac Jones made the list uh, for both years. But I, I look at this and say, there are elements to Geno Smith's game that probably won't be sustained, like being able to make tough throws and complete them. But if you look at, say, completion uh, percentage over expected, that does tend to be predictive from one year to the next. And so I, I think the one warning I would have about buying into Seattle too much is that even though Geno played well, and I think he can play well again, especially with that wide receiver core, at the same time, I think they do need to run an offense that is a little bit more reliable where the targets are a little bit more wide open and you're not relying on one-on-ones and those receivers to win those battles time after time after time because at some point those are going to turn into interceptions there are a lot of winnable games for seattle i like uh the bookends here you start with the rams you get carolina in week three at the giants week four and in the last few games it's at tennessee pittsburgh and arizona there are a ton of winnable games and maybe they end up locking up the division at that point um i i don't see the markets open right now but to change things up and not follow ed with with seattle i would also take a look at the top two in exact order seattle san francisco maybe it juices it up a little bit right now that that market is is down but you know as far as the win total it's just so high i can't i can't do the eight and a half. I guess I could, I would go alt win total in that situation instead of eight and a half over at minus minus one forty two. Maybe you look at over nine and a half at plus money, but uh, I am certainly bullish on Seattle and the changes that they're making on defense. I expect them to take another uh, step forward. We saw what Woolen did last year. Maybe Witherspoon has a similar type season and uh, they're just going to keep getting better. And, and you mentioned what they're going to do with JSN. They just keep adding Geno Smith. They're smart with everything they've been doing the last few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a tough time knowing, like, are we going to get more from Geno Smith or slightly less than we did last year? There's a lot of passing yards for quarterbacks, unders that I like. This is not one of them. So the books are all, this is one where you can definitely tell his uh, last year, he had over 4,200 yards and the total is 3,900 and a half. So I'm definitely staying away from that one. Mm-hmm. I wonder if DK Metcalf over 900 and a half. Would that be interesting? I really don't have a strong play on this one. It, uh, we had over a thousand last year. They might spread it out. Right. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I that's, think I'm going to. I really don't have a strong opinion on the Seahawks and especially that's fair. Geno Smith. Yeah. You look at a uh, completion percentage over expected and just how reliable that is from one year to the next. Geno Smith led the way last season, followed by Jacoby Brissett, of all guys, then Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, and Kirk Cousins. So you got a couple of great names in that mix and others who are perhaps a tad underrated. That may be what goes on here with Geno Smith. Maybe you don't expect him to do as much because he had to play that well for the Seahawks to make the playoffs. Maybe this year, even if he takes a step back, they're just too talented to where Seattle could very well make the playoffs and maybe win the division. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, let's go or hell no right here on the BetQL Network.